The following podcast contains spoilers for a terrible movie. Okay, so, welcome one and all to the Terrible Movie Connoisseurs, where each episode we watch a rather rubbish film and then we decide to talk about it. Uh, I'm Will, with me is Dan. Hello. And Dan, tell me, what film did we watch today? We watched Submerged. And, um, Boy, did we. Yeah, we had some, we had some expectations going in. Uh, we picked it up because it looked like a particularly generic action thriller. We were just trawling CEX for terrible movies. Yes. It's just got Steven Seagal on the front holding a gun, and there's lots of sort of watery, submarine-y things all over the package. Yeah, they had they had a fun time with the blurb. We'll, we'll quickly read through the blurb, because oh, okay. it's, yes. it's a fun time. Steven <laughs> uh, Steven Seagal, the world's most deadly anti-terrorist agent, is going down under, under the sea where waves of deceit are set to torpedo his command <laughs> permanently. Chris Cody, Seagal, is summoned from his military prison cell and promised a presidential pardon with a hitch. An American ambassador has been assassinated by the US Secret Service. Now the CIA wants Cody to uncover and terminate his this deadly operation, but they don't tell him the truth. Cody ends up overpowered and trapped beneath the waves. But hardly out of his depth. So many goddamn puns. Also, was that intentional right at the start with the Steven Stegall? I'd. S- no, <laughs> no, it was not. Do you yeah, think I'd... they hired him purely because of the word C is in his surname? Maybe. Um, I, I also like that the blurb seems to imply that Steven Seagal himself is the world's most deadly anti terrorist <laughs> agent instead of the character. I mean, to be fair, Steven Seagal could kick your ass. He probably could. <laughs> he probably could. I hope he doesn't listen to this. Oh yeah, because we're not we're not going to be kind to him. Steven Seagal is not the best part of this film. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> so yeah, we had some preconceptions about what the film was going to be like, and um, we were wrong. <laughs> it is, is definitely an action film. It, it's in some places generic, uh, but what it most certainly is not about is submarines. It's uh, no, no, it is <laughs> 20 not. Twenty minutes they spent on a submarine. The blurb makes it sound like, and, and indeed the packaging and the advertising campaign makes it sound like the whole thing takes place underwater. Twenty minutes. We timed it. What was the yeah, actual time? It was seventeen minutes thirty. But not even the, twenty minutes on, on the submarine. So yeah, this is um, this <laughs> um, yeah. Hey, we had a good time. <laughs> we did actually. This is a very, very entertaining film to watch. There are so many little things that are just completely, I don't know, bonkers. Like, <laughs> yeah. So let's roll into it. Mm-hmm. Um, we start with something really rather surreal. Um, so much so that we thought it was a trailer for like a horror movie or something. Yeah. Um, it's, it's we. It's a bunch of odd, very satanic imagery. Yeah. Very. It's like a hellscape. There's, yeah. there's everything's red and black. There are no other colors. It's very frenetically cut. Yeah. Um, into the shots of like long corridors of people like trapped behind bars, prison cells at the end. There's a shot of a man with his eyes held open by some sort of yep. horrifying surgical thing, yeah. and he's just screaming. And, and yeah, it's so out of place for what we expected the film to be. It is that we thought it was a trailer. We did Un- until there's there's a very short shot of Steven Seagal himself, and we get the the little actor credit of Steven Seagal. At which point we realised we were watching the correct film. 
Yeah. It... Uh, it's very strange. It's revealed sort of a bit later on that this is basically a signal that gets sent um, as sort of a trigger for brainwashing. I think it is the brainwashing, isn't it? Because it, it's... basically this film is not about submarines, it's about mind control. That's what the villain is. is doing. And I think this is what the villain is showing people when he's trying to reprogram yes. them. The, yes. Because it, in one scene he reprograms somebody and in this hellscape is the guy's wife on a cliff edge. And he's like, you want to save her, don't you? You definitely want to save your wife. If you if you do what I say, your wife will be saved. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's it's no con. So this first what like ten fifteen minutes comes with no context and no credited actors. It's, and it's really of, bizarre. It's very strange. It's a bunch <laughs> of stuff happening. But anyway, we get we get this this little bit of oddness. Mm. Uh, and then- I can't can't state enough how out of place and it's just genuinely weird and creepy it is it's super bizarre it is especially when you don't know what it's meant to be mm. uh so then we see we see an overhead shot of a dam yes and then we get to see a plastic toy spy drone that's flying I don't know. in the sky I, i'm pretty sure it's made out of plywood at least yeah maybe it's, it's definitely not made of metal <laughs> i think we can agree we certainly can it's 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 very very fake and also very clearly like on the floor because um, yeah. it doesn't go up or down it, it, it doesn't move like a plane it, it's just it's, it's very wooden performance <laughs> <laughs> as the performance of this spy drone was was, was lacking um, but in any case it's it's taking pictures of a dam um, and, and the dam is where the villains are hiding yes out. their lab is, is located in the dam in Uruguay this in whole Uruguay. film takes place in Uruguay Yes, don't know why, but it does. A mysterious man drives up to the dam, and um, some lads come out, and one of them, the guy who seems to be in charge, uh, Colonel something something, Colonel Helan, I believe. Ah, wonderful! I did manage to catch his name. He he's sort of yelling at them, saying, "What are you doing here?" Because he can see the the toy drone up in the sky. Don't get out of the car, you idiot! You're wanted by the CIA, and there's a drone flying around. And yes. the guy goes, never fear, I'm wearing a hat. <laughs> uh, and steps out of the vehicle uh, with the line, never presume to give me orders, wearing a hat that completely fools <laughs> the uh, American government's attempt to take a photo <laughs> of him. Yeah, and, and then also... It's just like a trilby. It's yeah. like, how? But his identity is safe. And then for some reason... A jet pulls up and missiles the drone out of the sky. Yeah, the, the plane is also very fake, uh, oh. made out of what I assume to be plywood. They look like, like um, you know, like soapbox go karts—the ones you build out of wood in a garage with your dad mm. and then ride down hills. They look like that. That's the kind of build quality we're talking about. <laughs> um, the plane is actually a little bit better. Uh, but what I spotted, we had to watch this twice. The first time we were just we weren't watching this for an episode. Oops. We watched it and then decided this is too silly to do an episode <laughs> on it. Um, but the, f- the second time we watched it, I caught that the man in the plane is actually an inflatable, like a blow up doll. Um, and then, it's just too funny. <laughs> yeah, I'd, it's, is it said where the jet comes from and who it belongs to? Not, not at all. Um, the jet is also made of plywood in the scene where it pulls up next to the plywood UAV. Mm. But in the next scene, it's in the sky above the dam and they're both animated. Yeah, both uh, CGI. Yes, uh, which is, one, a bit weird. But two, also, in one shot, they're level, like, next to each other. And in the CGI shot, the plane is quite a way behind the UAV, firing a missile at it. Uh, there's a few, like, weird continuity things in this film, like guns attachments going missing 
mm. in between shots and things like that. Or in fact, just guns going missing in between <laughs> shots. <laughs> but um, yeah. yes, and then like th- so, this damn scene is sort of being cut with some people walking around a building. And yes. they're all wearing suits and looking important. But this film has a really annoying habit of introducing millions of characters and not telling us who they are. Yes, so I this... spent a lot of this film wondering, is that a main character or are they going to die immediately? <laughs> <laughs> they die immediately. They die immediately. Uh, Everyone fucking dies. So so one one of these people is an ambassador and I think other are like CIA agents? They're Secret Service. Secret Service yes, agents. This is the ambassador to Uruguay and the Secret Service uh, with her. Right. Um, and so... We we see them watching this uh, the drone feed of the dam, and then the mystery guy with the hat who got out of the car. He basically opens up his phone and he sends off the strange, mysterious signal that we were subjected to at the start of the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the secret service agents are all get a thousand activated. yard stare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're 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 all sleeper agents and they're activated and they kill the ambassador. Well, what they do is kill all the guards first. Yes, and then they kill some bloke who is with the ambassador, but I don't think is secret service or maybe is but wasn't brainwashed. I don't know because three agents activate and they yeah. kill all the guards in the embassy building. Uh, and then they kill the bloke, then they kill the ambassador, and then they all turn to each other in a triangle and shoot each other. <laughs> but the thing, they, the the edit team decided what they needed to do was, at the moment they pull the trigger and the, like, the special effects sparks go off at the end of the gun, they yep. would just freeze the shot. <laughs> so there is a lot of really weird editing in this film. There's I think I think it tweaked Will a lot more than it did me. <laughs> it's, oh, it's so good. But like got... every Every transition, they have about eight to ten really fast cuts of different angles and different things and all this movement and it and they just have this really frenetic sort of hodgepodge yeah. of shots it, every time like, you transition it's like eight to ten angle cuts mm. in a, like what a second and a half yeah and then they actually cut to the next scene but what they That's also like doing is interspersing two scenes happening at the same time with lots of jump cuts it yeah. feels really uncomfortable <laughs> and especially the one where they do eight cuts in one one cut yeah like 10 in 1 just feels really I don't know whether that was the aim but it's just weird I I feel like they're just going for style points and I can appreciate that but it just it's just very strange Uh, my other two notes for this scene were one literally everyone in the in the ambassador is sweating buckets yes a lot of people in this film are very sticky (laughs) and very sweaty all the time and I'd like to point out I looked it up they didn't film it anywhere hot they filmed it in Bulgaria why was everyone mm. so sweaty? Because <laughs> it's so dramatic. Maybe it was so the, much. I don't know the stress, lights. So much tension. Yes. Uh, but I've also got here that the uh, the actress playing the ambassador has the worst reaction to this betrayal ever. It's <laughs> just like a her mouth forms a little O, like a mild surprise, <laughs> uh, like a oh no, we've run out of cereal kind of reaction. <laughs> but she's been shot. I mean, in by... fact, it, like running out of cereal. Come on, man. <laughs> I just. I don't know. I'd rather I don't, be shot. I don't really eat breakfast. It's... Well, then you can't possibly understand. Or do I just understand all the time? <gasps> <laughs> that was so a better that... reaction <laughs> than the actress gave on being shot. Oh, that that oh, took me God. a couple of seconds longer than it should have to work out what you actually said. <laughs> anyway, moving along. Uh, there's the review. Stay for the breakfast. Um... <laughs> 
we, yes. we cut to to some people having a meeting about the the ambassador just getting yes, done in. Yes, it's a meeting of the U.S. government, um, and it's revealed by a character who will be throughout the film called Susan, who I didn't catch her name until much later. Yes, uh, Susan, Doctor Chapel. Yes. Uh, so it's revealed that and confirmed by auto- autopsy, Dan. Yes. Confirmed by <laughs> autopsy that the that the guys were brainwashed. Confirmed Ooh. mind control. With an autopsy, <laughs> and to be clear, the guy, the guy, like as far as we're aware, like from what the guy's done to the people we've seen so far, no mm. chemicals, just some sort of weird machine and glasses. Well, there there is a chemical during the brainwashing process to make them more susceptible. He says that a lot later. Oh, like, okay, there's like that passing comment, like oh, the oh, Nazis use yes, this the as a Nazis truth, serum. truth serum later on, but like. Okay. But mind yeah. controlled by autopsy. It's... There are then two se- two sentences that consist entirely of scientific words that mostly make sense, but not quite. Well, that's better than a lot of films. It is better than a lot of films, <laughs> which is why I'm going to leave it there and not, <laughs> and not say anything else. Uh, so we now cut to a bunch of army lads in a chopper. Yes, uh, uh, but in that cut are more terrifying satanic flashbacks. Oh, well, yes, of course. We've got to, we've got to Im- implant it in the audience's brain. True. <laughs> that, that this, <laughs> this is how brainwashing works. Oh, yes. I'm gonna I'm in my notes, and I'm probably going to say flashbacks a lot, because that's at the time what I thought they were. Yeah, um, we, we kind of thought they were flashbacks, especially in this scene about to come up. They, they seem like flashbacks. Yes. Um, but it's, we, we learn later that it's the brainwashing process. But we're going to call them flashbacks, because mm. that's what they seem like. Mm. So in the chopper, we've got a bunch of stock characters The they are military men. Military men. One is referred to as the Colonel, for example. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, these are completely unimportant characters because they just exit stage left soon. Uh, yeah, these are still not the main characters. Yeah, what one guy is looking at a photo of his family, and we get some really unimportant exposition about oh I miss my family I want to get back to my family it's really shoved down your throat that the guy in charge misses his family the guy in charge is also the guy having the satanic flashbacks yeah that's like this like I realised how really odd this is like on this second watching like he Mm. he is already brainwashed somehow it would appear that way yes which like that makes no sense at all it does not it makes even less sense in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> so, the, anyway, the chopper lands, is landing in Uruguay, which is where our film takes place. Yes. Also, all of them, every single one of them has some sort of awful accent. I think it yeah. might be their real voice, which is just worse, but all of the accents are atrocious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll be coming to the best accent of the film soon enough. Oh, this film has one really great <laughs> accent in it. It's real good. So they call they call down to the landing zone. They, are, they call the guy to ask if the landing zone is secured. And he says yes, and then seconds later he is stabbed um, by a lad with a really big knife. It's a huge knife. It's like so the handle alone is like the length of my forearm. It's yeah. It's <laughs> it's very... not it's not a sword. It's definitely a knife. <laughs> it's a huge knife. Yeah, it's a big old knife. Yeah, but he, but... he gets taken out immediately. Yeah. So clearly the landing zone is not so clear. It's not clear. Uh, but they land, uh, and upon landing, they land in a nice sort of green heathland, uh, wearing desert camo, which annoyed me more <laughs> than it really should have. They, they're wearing the wrong fucking camo. Come on, lads. They, they stand out a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, so the chopper flies away, leaving them there, and yeah. then and along like, comes. Where's our ground contact? But yeah. along comes. Along comes a civvy. Uh, uh, a woman approaching with some goats. And I'd like to point out that the men land, they go, where's our fucking ground contact? 
And then one of the men goes, it's a civilian with goats. And the camera goes, whoosh, <laughs> and pans to the goats in a really dramatic fashion. It's, yeah, it is very dramatic for this civilian. <laughs> but it makes a whoosh noise. <laughs> I whoosh. There are quite a lot of cuts in this film that have the whoosh That is sound. true. Uh, it is at this point, readily apparent, that the colonel has some form of flashback-induced PTSD. Um, or maybe his brainwashing wasn't quite done properly because he is sweating. He can't concentrate. He keeps rubbing his eyes. Like, yeah, he's I... he's looking at the civilian and seeing the face of his wife. Yeah, that too. Um, so his his squad is yelling at him to give them some orders, and he's just sort of frozen there, deer in the headlights. Um, it's the world's most useless military <laughs> commander. Um, but it turns out uh, that the one with the goats is packing. As one of the underlings yeah. puts it, she's got a suicide vest on. Yeah. So, so as soon as they see this, one of the soldiers just lights her up. She goes down and then well, explodes. No, they ask the commander for orders, and then when the commander fails to give them, he goes, "I'm going to take the shot." And the commander goes, "No," because he thinks it's his oh, wife. Oh yeah, yeah, I caught that. As well. uh, and then they take the shot, and then she blows herself and four goats up, <laughs> um, but too far away. So she just effectually rains gore everywhere. Yeah. And then the rest of the ambush goes, oh, fuck this, and ambushes. Yes. And so... lots of military men are gunned down until the commander says, until he sort of regains his senses and yells for everyone to put their guns down. Yeah, the the commander just orders a surrender. And yeah. they get taken in. Like, what, two, two or three of them die? Yeah, about four or five of them get taken in, commander included. Yeah, that's, that um, seems... And they get captured nice. and... I get put in the dam, presumably to be brainwashed, except yeah, taken the, the commander dam. has already been brainwashed, apparently. Which is yeah. the bit that we really... This is the only part of the film to... I like. It's one of three parts <laughs> of the film that I really... I can't... I don't know. Like, I can't make sense of it. Yeah, I, th I think it's a case of... I think it's... Yeah, a lot of the film's fine, but this certainly seems like oh, we need to make it dramatic and cool. Who cares if this particular little bit doesn't make sense? Yeah, I'm wondering if maybe in the edit everything got a bit turned around or something like that. Perhaps. Um, but anyway, that's the first, like, 15 minutes of the film, and you will notice it contains no main characters. And in fact, I think you could remove it, and the film would make no less sense. You certainly could, because this film, uh, this intro, has no context, so it wasn't making any sense for us. We had no idea what was going on. Yeah, we had absolutely no idea what was going on. Um... But also, as the as these people are like surrendering their guns, there is a slow zoom and dramatic music for the commander, who not only do we not know and not care about, he's not even been named, but was yeah. useless. So I actively dislike <laughs> him, but it tries to make you care that he's been kidnapped, and it just doesn't work. Yeah, but he's not a main character, so so it's, it's not important. He is he is merely a plot device now. Yes. So we now get to see our man, our boy, Steven Seagal. As he gets what is really akin to a wrestling intro, yeah, as he's like full rock guitar music, as he's led in in chains in slow motion. That too, yes. Yeah, this this is taking place on a on a military. Um, uh, it's like a destroyer. It's a it's yeah. a U.S. military vessel, naval yeah. boat thing. Yeah, big old boat. Um, so yeah, he gets basically led down this corridor in chains with his wrestling music. Uh, and basically, we're we're sort of he he gets talked to by by 
a commanding officer or they, something. They've clearly had dealings in the past. This commanding officer basically says, hey, you know how you're imprisoned and so is your crew? Yeah. I've got some pardons if you do a Black Ops mission for us. Yeah, not only pardons, but a hundred grand each. Yeah, Stephen Seagal negotiates him into. This yeah. guy's the worst negotiator <laughs> ever. Um, your salary is nothing. How about ten grand each? Fine. <laughs> <laughs> You've got me, damn it. <laughs> yeah, um, and, and their mission, they're basically told their mission is that they have to... to go to the to this place and rescue the guys yeah. from the intro they need to go saw. to the the dam find out if there's a lab uh, if there is blow it up after rescuing the men that just got uh, kidnapped yeah although this was I'm not 100% sure because I got the impression that he was told that they were military guys that they were uh, freeing but then later on the submarine they're like why were we told these guys are terrorists if they're soldiers oh well, that's so weird. I'm not super clear, but the no, mission no. is basically to get these people out. Okay, um, well that's a bit weird, um, but not as weird. <laughs> not as weird as what's about to come out. Uh, no, not as weird as Stephen Seagal's voice. Stephen Seagal's voice. Oh yeah, yeah, it's exactly. Now, this is our favourite part of the whole <laughs> film. Stephen Seagal is talking very softly and in jive. <laughs> yes. Is so, is... Who this? Who that? <laughs> Who the fuck this? <laughs> Get moving, motherfucker! You're all too slow. <laughs> it's so. Oh my god! <laughs> it's brilliant. <laughs> it's jive white Steven Seagal. <laughs> oh, it's it's yeah, it's good. It's great. It's so it's fun. Is it's just uh, so? I had to translate some of what he was saying. It's genuinely hard to comprehend, and it's not his real voice. It's I not. thought. Okay, it doesn't make any sense for this character to have this voice. He's supposed to be like this hard, uh, convicted criminal ex mercenary military type. Yeah. And he talks like this. It's <laughs> really weird. <laughs> uh, oh, it's uh, great. But yeah, that's 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 our main character. It's called Cody, incidentally. I'll refer to him as as such. Yeah, it it makes him the least threatening lead in this film. That it is some sort of military badass film. And it's yeah. just such a bizarre contrast. Ah, that's great. Uh, so then he go he goes and he goes and meets his crew, mm-hmm. and they all get basically title card rock music introductions yeah. with their name and specialty over their phrase freeze framed face. Yeah, it's, it's such a lazy <laughs> like intro scene. Oh um, no, it's great. I mean, it's lazy, but it's great. <laughs> Will liked it. I I just thought it was annoying. But the reason they do is because they have to introduce like eight people, uh, and all their specialisms. Yeah. Uh, of which three survive to the end of the film. No, not even that. Two, 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 two of this yeah. military crew survive to the end of the film. Wait, no, just one. Because there's there's Cody and then, um, guy who they kept calling gay, and then the woman, because. The woman does. Oh, the woman does count. The woman is not introduced yet, though. No, she's not. She's not yet. So that's no. why I'm saying only one of his crew. Only gets, one of the crew. So oh, I, see, I was counting Cody as well. Ah, right. They, okay. That's, okay. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. We've, we've basically lots die. Yeah. We've we've sorted out. The <laughs> there are lots now. of people in this film who are just spare. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yes, they all get their title card rock intros, and it's really weird. And uh, they don't take much convincing because presidential pardons in a hundred grand each. Yeah, um, Cody basically meets them, tells them all what's yep. what. There's there's one guy in here. His specialism is driving submarines, uh, and he's so British, and he enunciates everything perfectly. And I'm so glad he does because no one else does. 
this is where we're introduced to Vinnie Jones as well as like um, Steven Seagal's second in command, a guy called Alligator, who is supposedly yeah. a sniper specialist but does no sniping in any part of the film. He, he does one bit of sniping. He shoots an explosive barrel. He shoots later. a stationary explosive barrel. He's a he's a sniper, Dad. <laughs> he's a sniper. <laughs> such a hard shot <laughs> uh, so yeah there's, there's a lot of homoerotic bro love in this scene as we get to know that all of them have been in prison and dropped the soap um, as you do yeah and then when in Rome there is another transition and it's the beginning of another type of cut they use when they don't want to use the jump cut they just straight cut to a shot of American military hardware for like two <laughs> seconds yeah. and then cut away yeah, that's a, that's a scene transition right yep. there. That that's how you do it. So makes me feel like I'm watching a documentary. <laughs> but that's how you do it, apparently. Military movie. So we transition back to a chopper, mm-hmm. and now now we have yeah. yeah this chopper has career. the real crew in it. The actual yeah. The first yeah. chopper had the expendables. Not. <laughs> oh, that's confusing. Um, this chopper the has the main cast. <laughs> yeah, so we got the main cast. We got Cody. We got his crew. We've also got two extras. We got. Susan, the lass who talked about the brainwashing before, she's she's our expert in this uh, brainwashing malarkey. Yep, although no one seems to explain why she's coming along. Um, they just do. And because she is with CIA operative Agent Fletcher, yes. uh, nobody seems to... No, nobody nobody talks back, basically. Yes. But these two are our tag-alongs. Yeah. Um, um, and the crew expressed general dislike for Fletcher almost immediately. And then at the LZ... He's the only one who gets off the helicopter. Yeah. Fletcher gets off the chopper, and then everyone else stays on, and then the chopper goes back up, and Cody just shuts the door, and they just leave Fletcher down on yes. the LZ. And uh, Susan's like, well, "What are you doing? What? What if that? What if that wasn't safe?" And Cody's like, "I, I don't give a shit about that guy." Yeah, he's a double agent. <laughs> no evidence to suggest. Yeah. But then the ambush that got got the first crew all pop up. And Fletcher just goes, nah, nah, fuck off, fuck off. <laughs> so he was a double agent, but he, Cody had no way of knowing. He is, he is a double agent. Cody is just, Cody just immediately doesn't like anyone who, who, without, he's, he's not aware of this, but his secret power is that he, anyone he doesn't like is, is evil. Is evil. Agent. That's very true. Um, so the line I think is, uh, no man left behind. To which Cody replies with. No man left behind that I give a shit about. <laughs> Which I thought is great. That's the military yeah. commander you want. <laughs> but anyway, they go to a new LZ and uh, and landing zone. And yes. this confuses all the people on the boat who are like, who the fuck authorised this? <laughs> and they're like, probably yeah. Cody. And the guy's like, oh, for fuck's sake, what's he doing now? Yeah, and, and this is where we get the, a little bit of backstory from, from the CO, the commanding officer, who's... Yeah, the, the guy in charge of the boat who gave them the initial task, basically. Yeah, and he, he basically talks about Cody and his crew doing what well, on on their their last mission and how basically not, I can't remember all the details but I can would you like me to Oh please that? please do tell me They board the sub known as the Damascus and this is back when they're like a legitimate military operation uh, but they board a sub called the Damascus uh, as part of a terrorist threat basically uh, that the US has some intel on and it turns out not only is the intel correct the sub is filled with and I quote enough explosives to level Oahu which is the biggest island in Hawaii. Okay. The biggest island <laughs> in Hawaii. Anyway, um, <laughs> they radio this in, at which point the UN steps in and goes, this is incredible. We don't believe you. <laughs> um, and and Cody goes, well, fuck. 
now what do I do with this submarine full of explosives? So he has to uh, violate command and break a few laws uh, for the safety of the island of Oahu, <laughs> I presume. Um, what an odd target for a terrorist attack. Um, and violating those laws gets him and his crew put in military prison, which is why they're then offered these pardons to get out again. Yes. And uh, in this scene, the commanding officer of the boat says it was going to be another 9-11, but at sea. <laughs> and it's delivered. <laughs> it, it's delivered with such seriousness that you can't help but laugh and then feel slightly awful because you're laughing at what's essentially a 9-11 joke. <laughs> I, I guess this film was like 2006, so it was closer to the time and also American. Obviously, we're English. Yeah. We we aren't as affected as much by that particular but tragedy but at sea but, in 9-11 but at sea <laughs> it's just you can't take that delivery seriously you can't have something as tragic <laughs> as 9-11 in the middle of the sea there's <laughs> just aren't enough people out there I, I think it's more this horrible horrible defining tragedy of our age but with a twist <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear me. 9-11, but blindfolded. 9-11, <laughs> but all the people are clowns. Um, <laughs> it just doesn't work. And now I've killed Will. Um, production will resume imminently. <laughs> You're right there, buddy. Again, again, again. I'm just so ready for Clown Eleven. <laughs> He's crying. <laughs> oh God! Done it. Done it. Okay, no. <laughs> no, we're fine. We're good. I got there. Only took four episodes. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> uh, I also cried a few times during the initial watching of this film because it was very so true. Yeah, uh, one of those oh. examples we will come to later. Uh, but anyway, after that exchange on the boat <sighs> with the nine eleven, but at sea, yes. it cuts to uh, a woman. Uh, which is this is your cliche action hot chick although oh, yeah. to be fair she is a badass and she takes names uh, yep. but it is also a bit of a cliche um, because she's really hot yes <clears throat> uh, I shall deny <laughs> <laughs> uh, but she she then uh, beats a guy in an arm wrestle and a drinking contest just to yep. add more cliche <laughs> and, uh, and then gets a phone call from Cody they've apparently done dealings in the past they've worked together um she is apparently well aware of their new landing zone, uh, presumably yeah. having been informed earlier <clears throat> off camera, and she joins the team uh, um, in her role as person with a car um, uh, and yeah. local guide, I presume, since she was already in Uruguay. Yeah, maybe. Um, uh, so after this, we we cut back to the dam where, where uh, we not actually... quite. No, oh, no, not quite. Uh, we get some slow mo shots of the crew landing and then walking up a beach. Oh, well. Which is yet another cliche, and I have here in my notes how many times will I use the word cliche in these notes? Uh, the answer is, in fact, only those three times, because <laughs> after this, I deliberately avoided saying the word cliche. Uh, but we'll see how many times I can use the word cliche in this episode. Cliche. Cliche. Um, so, yeah, now we cut to the dam, <clears throat> where we actually see the brainwashing happening. We, we see the signal being put into lads. Yes, so we get some more context on what's going on. We actually see, uh, like, clearly for the first time, the villain, uh, Dr. Leder, the man with a hat. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, when the hat obscured um, the spy plane vision, it obscured our vision as well. They cut the angles, which yeah. I thought was quite a nice touch, actually. Yeah. Um, so Leder is some sort of demented scientist working on mind control, uh, but he's got it very, very well done. 
Um, yep. And basically, it's just he wants to carry on his research. He seems to want to see what he can get away with. So he's <clears> gone to this yeah. colonel in Uruguay for funding and protection because he's wanted by the CIA. Yeah, his his MO is basically I don't give a shit who I'm working for. I just want to keep doing my research. And so he will he will flit between employers at the drop of a hat basically which he does several times during the film yes now i actually think later is one of the the one of the he's a pretty cool villain yeah the actor does a really good job and the guy himself is is fairly terrifying he's very manipulative and because of course his power is basically mind control <laughs> it's really hard to know who who's working for him which trips yeah. some people up um later on down the line when he gets a new employer um but in this scene he's mind controlling uh, the uh, the first chopper crew. The yeah. what did you call them? Not expendables. The the, uh, the the dispensables. The dispensables. Thank you. We'll stick with that. He's <laughs> mind controlling the dispensables, and he's got some of them hung in cages for no fucking reason. Yeah. Uh, but one of them is literally being subjected to it now, and he's whispering sweet nothings about saving your wife from the cliff edge in his ear. Yeah. Uh, and then beats him around the head with a cane to demonstrate <laughs> look how successful he is I can beat him around the head with a cane and he doesn't care <laughs> and then the colonel threatens him and he goes I don't think you want to threaten me I feel threatened at which point the guy who's brainwashed beats up six people and threatens the colonel with a gun just to prove how effective all this mind control is it's, yeah. a, it's a pretty good scene honestly I kind of liked it yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah it's, to clarify it's the guy in charge of the dam who's basically threatening um uh, uh, Dr. Yes. Brainwash. Uh, right Do- Dr. Brainwash isn't... Uh, um, Dr. Brainwash told him the Americans wouldn't send a second team. Oh, yes, and, and he, he doesn't have yeah. the men and resources to fight off a second team, which is what he's pissed off about, because he's, you know, he thought there wasn't as much risk. Yeah. Uh, and then he gets angry, and then he gets shot. Yeah, and this is when Fletcher comes in armed and shoots down a bunch of guys, mm-hmm. um, helped, helped by the brainwashed guys. Yeah, because Agent Fletcher was, as, as we all remember... A double agent a double and a bad agent. guy all along. Yes, uh, he seems to be more in league with Lader. I think later on they they establish his position is some sort of uh, networking, uh, like headhunter for yeah. criminals. He puts like villains together that he thinks would work. Yeah, um, and it seems like he's having a bit of a hard time getting Lader to play nice with everyone. <laughs> um, he's like it's almost like Lader's hired him as, as some sort of like. Uh, what's the word? Recruiter. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <clears throat> uh, but yeah, th- this scene confused me because it introduced a lot of people and this was the part where I really couldn't decide who was a main character and who was Sideshow Death. Yeah, it was super confusing the first time we watched it because we didn't know Fletcher was a double agent and we hadn't had enough time to, to work out, who, to recognise him. and uh, Or even recognise him by name. The film is awful at calling characters by their name. Yeah. Um, so it's only now that we have omniscient knowledge of the film having watched it twice and obviously seen the whole thing yes that these earlier scenes make sense yeah it's probably the the biggest genuine problem with this film is that a lot of the scenes are real confusing yes. with regards to who's who is who and who is working for which side yeah basically because uh, cause I was confused as to where Fletcher had come from I thought he was just a completely different character when he just <laughs> appeared here um, in the first overview, in the first watching, what overview? <laughs> in the first watching, I got Fletcher confused with uh, the next guy to hire later several times. They don't look yeah. much alike, but I still managed to get them confused. They, they yeah. But, but um, anyway. yeah, and I'd, I'd like to mention again, uh, with a flaw in this film being that it's hard to tell which character is which and who's on whose side, in a film about mind control, that's really awkward. 
Because <laughs> the twist would be like, oh my god, he was on their side all along. And I was like, wasn't he already on their side? <laughs> I, I, is that a, I, I thought I knew that already. Yeah, exactly. Didn't I already know that? <laughs> yeah, that, basically. Uh, but, but, but in any case... Um, team team Lader, yeah. consisting of a brainwash guy, and Agent Fletcher, and Lader... Yeah. Dr. Brainwash yeah. um, succeed in their mission they just get out and then fuck off leaving the men in cages uh, and Fletcher goes don't you want to get them down uh, you know more Brainwash bodyguards seems like a good idea and Lady goes no they are my Trojan horses ah uh, yes uh, which sort of makes some amount of sense I guess you could yeah do. because I assume he knows that the Americans are coming to save them and therefore this is a great yeah. plan but it's a bit it's a bit of a clunky line I guess yeah Ow, um, oh God, he's, he's dropped his notes. Uh, so now we cut back to the good guys who, yeah, they're, they're, for some reason they're taking over a submarine that is for some reason there. Yes, again, no context. They just, they split into two teams and one team gets hold of a submarine <laughs> somehow. Um, yeah. They did say the landing zone was nearer to the coast. But my question is, why is there a dam near the coast? But I've realised since I don't know enough about dams to know whether or not that's a deal breaker, so I'll keep them. But anyway, they they get hold of this the the, crew, the part of the crew that is navy uh, yep. takes over the submarine. Uh, the very staunch British guy goes, "Fuck me, it's all in Spanish," <laughs> um, because they stole it from Uruguayans. Yeah. Um, and then you cut back to the rest of the crew uh, who are breaking into the dam. Uh, by breaking in, I mean observing from a distance. Yes, they're, they're doing doing some looking. Doing some reconnaissance. Uh, Cody's using his binoculars, and uh, Alligator is using a sniper rifle for the only time in this film. Yes, and only for binoculars. Yes. I mean, this is where he makes his one shot, but also he's <laughs> just using a sniper rifle as, like, I don't know how much guns cost. Um, <laughs> five grand binoculars, let's say. <laughs> Yeah, I think they might be more expensive than that. Quite possibly. I mean, that like looked a like military one. Yeah, a high-powered sniper rifle is probably going to be quite a lot of money. However, I'm pretty sure what he was using was not a high-powered sniper <laughs> rifle. It looked a lot like every assault rifle in every video yeah. game ever, just with a giant scope on it. <laughs> but again, he could have been using binoculars, and that would have been fine. Yes. Uh, Action girl rappels down the cliff, and they start sort of silently taking people out. Um, yeah. At which point, alligator's definition of silent involves shooting an explosive gas barrel. Yeah. Uh, which explodes silently and then sets yeah. two people on fire at which he remarks the heat sears their throats shut so they can't even scream for help <laughs> and then they jump in the water because this is a dam and they're by a river and he goes fuck me sorry about the splashes <laughs> <laughs> alligator's great I'm not going to yeah, hear yeah, a yeah. bad word against alligator no fair, fair. Uh, who we find out his real name is Henry and this is the guy Vinnie Jones is playing as well which yes. is, it's a very Vinnie Jones character <laughs> We've got another film that's just Vinnie Jones, like do, on the yeah. list of films to watch. I think I'm not sure that's even going to be a bad film. Uh, no, me neither. It looks all right actually. Uh, but we'll come to that when we come to it. True. So they they break on into the dam and they they get into a, a tunnel which. Yeah, I'm know, a bit just, confused by that. I don't know. Just runs the length of the dam, I guess, and they start setting up explosives. I don't know why they put them no, here, I but I. They, I think that's just they, what they do. They, I don't know. It's it's a bit weird. This whole scene's a bit weird. But so some of them, Action Girl and Explosive Man, do the explosives. Yeah. Uh, Doctor uh, Chapel. Yes. Um, Susan Chapel. Doctor Brainwash Admirer. Yes. Not to be confused with Doctor Brainwash. Doctor Chapel, uh, Cody, and Alligator, otherwise known as Henry, otherwise known as Vinnie Jones. Yep. All go into the dam to rescue the prisoners. Yep. They head into the main room where the brainwashers. Yep. Was brainwashing was happening. 
And they find it all shot to shit. Yes, so they find lots of dead bodies and go, well, isn't that weird? Uh, better get our guys and leave, yep. because we set up lots of explosives. But their leaving is stopped uh, by a tank. A, a fucking tank. There is. is a tank is a in tank, this tunnel. tank coming down the tunnel, and for some reason they don't just run away, they stand and fight this tank. They stand behind no cover, they stand in the middle of a tunnel. There is not just a tank, there is a small, what, like 20 men with guns in front yeah. of it advancing? And all the main characters stand in this tunnel and shoot, and only the side characters die. Yeah. It's very annoying. I really hate when films do this. Plot yeah. armor is very annoying. But yes, um, so so um, Alligator and uh, Doctor Chapel, they're they're given ten minutes to search the brainwashing room, see what they can find, and then they have to get out of there. The specific line that Cody gives to Alligator is, "You got ten minutes, and then you got to get your white ass out of there." <laughs> <laughs> And granted, alligator is white, and thus his ass is probably also white. But so is Cody. So that line is stupid. Between that line and him talking jive, do you think they meant to get like a black lead, like an African American lead? Maybe, or maybe Steven Seagal just thinks he is black. Isn't he like Serbian or something? I've I. I don't no actually idea. know much about Steven Seagal. Maybe he, maybe he's not. Maybe he isn't white, and we're just being extremely racist. That's fine. You can. I, cut. I mean, he, he looks, looks pretty white, looks but that's white. also racist if we're wrong. Um, it's, is it? Yeah, I, I, but I, I don't know. If it is, you can just edit this bit out. Uh, yes, ed- edit out <laughs> our, our our potential racism. <laughs> edit out our filthy views. <laughs> um, but what? then there wouldn't be a podcast, Dan. <laughs> It would just be an hour of silence. That sounds wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> very soothing. So yes, other complaints about this scene uh, include the fact that all the guns are very clearly just loading like fireworks grade <laughs> sparklers in them every time they shoot. Uh, yeah, and well, the- m- like they're they're firing blanks, but most films would then digitally add in muzzle flashes, but instead they're kind of just shooting out sparks. Yes, it's it's very odd. It's 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 not flashes; it's sparks. The sparks are huge yeah. as well. Um, much bigger than a flash would be uh, and also uh, Cody's weapon of choice for most of this film is a shotgun yes uh, this shotgun is magic and does not need loading yep, or it... in fact priming by a pump because it is a pump action shotgun pump but he does shotgun. not pump he does not pump it and he fires it really fast yes it's clearly a semi-automatic pump shotgun that doesn't require any pumping or loading or loading yes or uh, ammo it has like like 20 slugs in the chamber it's kind of mad um, also we haven't mentioned it yet but Cody is rocking a real suave leather jacket. Yeah, everyone else is in military uniform, but Cody's just wearing a fucking jacket. (laughs) It looks so silly. It looks really out of place. (laughs) He's... uh, Yeah. The the tank manages to kill no one, um, although Cody uh, pulls the pin out of a grenade, uh, runs forward clocks a guy with the grenade like in the head yep that has I remind you been primed yes of course and then he drops it in top of a tank says catch this and then yeah. runs away uh, and the tank doesn't explode uh, they do it off camera because I presume they didn't want to have they don't no, it did explode he was running he was, he was walk, running away while it exploded well no I mean it exploded but yeah. it didn't change there was just lots of lights and smoke well sure there wasn't a tank there and then a ruined tank next I presume oh, well, they no. didn't want to pay for two different models of tank no 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 but, but, but so yeah so Cody explodes the tank because he's a goddamn badass and then they all run away to the submarine 
to the submarine. This is when they get on the submarine, and so mm-hmm. begins the submerged portion of this film. Well, not quite. First, there is a big explosion in the dam, which is awful. Oh, shit, yeah. Like, they... the CGI explosion is awful, and the CGI water that comes through afterwards is equally awful. Yeah. Um, it I looks like it looks like the portal. If you've played Portal Two, it looks like the gel. It's that level of fluid dynamics, <laughs> but they've made it see through, uh, yeah. and it's really quite. So it's obviously cartoonish. It's not yes. great. Yeah. So they they stand and watch the dam explode, and then, then they get in the sub and, and they go under the water. Yes. The sub actually, yeah. The countdown doesn't end at zero. That uh, that was my another small. Level. I didn't notice the that. The countdown counts to zero, mm. and then nothing happens. Ah, uh, yes. It, it goes beep. Beep, 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 bang. What's the point in counting them to zero and then having another separate countdown? Mm. That's how, yes, anyway. That's how explosives work. We are now underwater. Approximately, what, uh, 27 minutes into the film? Something like that? Yeah. And now we will spend 17 minutes and how long? 30 seconds. 17 minutes and 30 seconds underwater. Uh, that will give the film its namesake, even though, again, it is a film about mind control and not about submarines. Exactly. So so they go and they put the brainwashed lads in the medical room and they have their, their doc look over them. Mm. It's at this point that I notice that uh, they reuse a lot of the music. They have yeah. the same guitar riff every time they do a jump cut, uh, which, oh, is, yeah. which is very annoying. <laughs> it's a decent guitar riff, I'll give them that. But um, yeah, because there's, there's a lots of cuts in, in this between the, them getting to the sub and the dam exploding and the sub submerging. There's a lot of jump cuts. Yeah. So it really shows that they're using the same music everywhere. Um, but anyway, it turns out this submarine was their extraction plan. Yes. Um, so they uh, they dive, 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 but obviously their submarine is full of Trojan soldiers. Yeah. Who are going to activate and probably murder him. Yeah. To, we- make th- to make things more difficult for later, they give all their guns to Alligator. Oh yeah, he locks them all up in the armory. It's yeah. actually very, very sensible. It is. You definitely take your guns off your people when you're inside a submarine. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and this is when Susan takes... Uh, sorry... Dr. Chapel takes the opportunity to talk to Cody um, and she's she's basically, she's not happy that Dr. Brainwash got away uh, she doesn't think that the mission is a success. No, because Cody's mission was get the men back, Chapel's yep. mission alongside presumably Fletcher's if he weren't a double agent yeah. is more to do with Dr. Brainwash Yes. Do, she, um, Chapel picked up his research, I forgot, to, in the dam Yes, she, she got a data disc. Yeah, she got a CD Yes. That she refers to as a da disc <laughs> Not no T in that date. <laughs> ah, disc. Um, and she shows Cody that and says, "Maybe look at it because uh, if you don't give this to your superior, I don't think you'll get the pardon." Yeah. Uh, because this is what they're really after. And Cody's like, "Well, she. <laughs> um, I needed to know that like oh, ages ago." Yeah. Uh, and he's right. He did. He needed to know that ages ago. Um, he sure did. So everyone starts sort of winding down. Doc, Doc tries to save the injured men. Some men drive the submarine. There's some exposition. The the two the, ladies have a dick measuring contest. Yes, they do. <laughs> they they have a knife yeah. fight. It feels like the way it starts feels like they're having a fight over who gets to bang Cody. <laughs> but since none of them show any further romantic interest, and in fact, this fight, <laughs> I, I've written it here. My note is literally: women have needless knife fight, but at least it passes the bestial test. Yeah, because they talk to each other about how to kill a man <laughs> and then demonstrate on each other. How to kill a man? Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, but yeah, I'm actually I'm glad that you mentioned that. It's a good thing. This film, another plus, it doesn't have a romantic subplot. Yeah, shooed in for no reason. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Actually, it has no subplot whatsoever. <laughs> um, it's just action, action, <laughs> submarine, flashbacks, submarines. <laughs> 
Oh, yes, the submarine guns. flashbacks. Yeah, now now the submarine itself has what seems to be a flashback. So they do all the weird, like, eight, eight cuts in one cut, but yeah. all of them are of the submarine from different <laughs> angles. So it feels like the submarine is having flashbacks to when it was a slightly younger submarine. <laughs> <laughs> I think we had to pause it the first time to get all the laughing out of our system. Yeah. It was very, very, very odd. Yeah, so they, they send up they send up a boy, a good boy, to a radio buoy. Yes, <laughs> to, to to radio back to command that they've they've done their mission. Yes, and at least half of that message gets through. Yes, they seem to be having some tech issues. The people on the boat are like, um, I don't know. They sonar completely. The sonar operative gets spot on exactly what's going on. Mm-hmm. Twin screws a distance, a latitude. He knows everything. This man has ears of a god. <laughs> Their radio, however, bit shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, it's at this point that the the brainwashed soldiers uh, they get activated. Yes, they kill the medic. And then they break out of the sick bay. It's at this point that the film has gone from uh, an action film to a stealth thriller to a survival film. Yeah, I, 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 at this point, I was expecting the rest of the film to be on the submarine, and it would just be like a, a like a slow paced yeah, like cat a, and mouse game, a really tense thriller. Yeah. Like I was hoping for that; it would have been a really good film, but that's not what happened. <laughs> no, it's not what happens. It's very annoying. Also, I've written in my notes, uh, Born to Die Hard to Life of Pi. <laughs> Which I think sums up what's going on here. It just goes back to Born again after this. There's, it does. There's really nothing else. <laughs> born um, again. <laughs> I didn't even notice you said that. <laughs> Neither did I. Neither did I. Um, but yeah, I feel like a, a tense stealth thriller. You know, there are enemies on board this submarine, a la like The Thing and horror films of that ilk. Would have yeah. been really cool, but they didn't do it. They just made an action film with some explosions. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, the, like so, so we get the second half of Cody's conversation with uh, Doctor Chapel, uh, where she basically tells him exactly what these soldiers are—that they are brainwashed soldiers—and Cody's like, "We were told why? Why are we extracting terrorists or whatever the conversation is?" Yeah. yeah, again, a, a little bit confused um, little about bit. that. Um. And, and then he's like, well, if, if they're just soldiers, why am I handcuffing them? And she's like, oh, well, they've been brainwashed. Brainwashed, Cody. And Cody's like, well, damn, I need, <laughs> I need to know that again. Yeah. Um, and then everyone gets in their own fight. Yeah, there's lots of fighting. Yeah, there's lots of fighting. And notably, uh, the characters that win their solo fights are also the ones that live till the end of the film. Yes. Uh, Chapel beats up her guy. Although I think she cuts his arm off or something, and he still keeps fighting, which is she she stabs him kind of in the gut, and That's then he pulls it. out the knife and continues the fight. I remember it was a bad wound. Um, alligator completely fucking wrecks his guy, mm. and then gets caught by two other guys. Yes, and gets taken up to the engine room, which is just completely fallen because obviously they're busy driving a submarine. They <laughs> didn't really have time. Yeah, um, and Cody just throws a man about the kitchen. And just makes really shit one-liners, <laughs> and, and then, then looks really happy. That so he, he looks really proud of himself for his one-liners. So uh, yeah, basically he throws the guy over what is essentially a breakfast bar on a submarine, yeah. <laughs> uh, and the and the guy go, and the guy picks up a knife and looks at him and sneers and is like, "I'm taking this sub." And Cody picks up a knife and looks back and goes, "Then I guess you'll just have to kill me," and then just looks really really pleased about that line. It's like yeah. <laughs> Nice one, Cody. You showed him. <laughs> so cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's really bizarre. Yeah. The, 
at some point during this scene, um, Chapel also uh, radios command. She tells them more explicitly what happens. She tells them that the the brainwashed soldiers have got out and they're now trying to take over the submarine. Yeah, but a lot, uh, most of the people on the boat don't know what that message means. So again, everyone gets a bit confused. Yeah, um, um, but this this basically causes the the command to basically think to say, well, okay. If that submarine surfaces, we have to take it out because yeah. it'll because it's now controlled by these brainwashed yeah. soldiers. It's a, it's a submarine, presumably torpedo loaded, uh, yeah. controlled by people with military knowledge. Yes. It's a pretty sensible decision. I feel like she maybe should have pointed out that they had the DAR disc on board, <laughs> um, but maybe she didn't want to overplay her hand. I don't know. Um, yeah. But yeah, so basically they say if the submarine surfaces, we're going to torpedo it. Yes. Uh, but they don't say that to her, obviously. Uh, but Cody <laughs> no. somehow knows anyway, so it's fine. Yeah, well, he, he intuits that when she says, oh, I've radioed them. Yes. He's like, she... You just signed our death certificate. That's the one. <laughs> um, uh, but so, it, basically, in the engine room, shit goes down. A British guy uh, is told to dive the sub Yeah. Uh, and begins to do so. Uh, only then for Alligator to start waving his arms around going, look at me, fuck boy! <laughs> um, so the British guy sort of very subtly points the submarine back at the surface. Uh, the, the brainwashed guys sort of go, do not compute, do not compute, why are we going up? <laughs> Shoot the British guy. Yep. Uh, and then um, the Spanish guy, uh, Luis? Something like that. Who is one of the other end of the film survivors. Yep. Starts putting the sub even more up. Yep. Uh, and Alligator starts going, woo! And punches people in the face until they fall <laughs> over. Yeah. Um, a few people get killed in, in this Yeah, like the engine scene. room operator goes down, the dock goes down, yep. the driver of the sub goes down. Yeah. Basically, Action Girl, Alligator, Luis, Steven Seagal... And Dr. Chapel. And Dr. Chapel. They all survive. Uh, all get on uh, a lifeboat. Yes. And sail away, and then obviously the sub gets torpedoed. Actually, no, it doesn't. It gets missiled. It gets missiled. A, an airborne missile yes, an takes airborne it out. missile takes out a submarine uh, yep. from the ship when it surfaces... Yep. and our heroes sail off to the Uruguayan coast again Yeah, and that concludes our submarine portion that's the whole thing yep that is submerged yep. and now we continue with the non-submerged yes non-submerged part, part of, of submerged do <laughs> <laughs> you worry that our reviews get confusing for our listeners Will I'm sure it makes so much sense <laughs> considering how much sense the films we talk about always make that's a very it good point makes, it's just so easy to follow mm. um Okay, so I'm 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 missing a notable section of notes here because my next one is just stealth newspaper, uh, which we'll come to in a minute. <laughs> it's it's all right, it's all right. I've got you covered. Wonderful. So anyway, so we now we see that uh, Doctor Brainwash uh, later he has relocated and he's resuming his work with the help of Fletcher. Fletcher has relocated him. Yeah. Found a company, Ken Keenan. Dark? I didn't write that down. Keenan, I don't think I did either. It's it's okay. a company. It's called Keenan Das or something like that. Yes, and uh, it's run by a guy called. Oh shit! Uh, is he named? He is. He, they give his surname. It's like Palmo or. I don't know. I was referring something. to him as Big Business. Okay, sure. We'll call him that. Yeah. That describes exactly what he is in this film. Literally. Um, yeah, he set up a lab, a really sinister-looking lab, where yeah. they put people in screaming people in cubes and brainwash them. Yeah, uh, and and we for get later we get... to work with because he basically yeah. wants to instead of catering to public uh, opinion, he wants to make public opinion and therefore presumably make lots of money selling things. Yeah, I mean, ba basically, his his plan right now is that he doesn't like 
El Presidente, the new oh, president, that too, yes. because he's against big business, the concept, not the man. Uh, <laughs> so their plan, as as we're told right now, is that they've kidnapped the president's wife. Uh, fiance. Fiance, sorry. Uh, I don't know how. I don't know how the fuck they got away with that with no one raising any alarm bells. But sure, they've, yeah. they've got her laid out on a table and they're brainwashing her. They are. Um, and yeah, at, at the same time, uh, Cody and what's rest of the team, what's left of the team, they arrive at the coast uh, and they talk about going into hiding because they have the disc. Um, so, you know, Lader is going to be going to be after them. And Fletcher, presumably too. Yes. Yeah. Um, and f- for some reason, there's there's some goon at this small dock. Yeah, here um, in the pier in the middle of nowhere, who reports to Fletcher that Cody is still alive. Yeah. He literally he's there chatting with some other like thugs, and then he yeah. just goes mierda and walks to a payphone, <laughs> a fucking payphone. Yeah. It's it's I don't why is he there. Yeah. But anyway, but, so, so Fletcher, Fletcher knows people are coming, so he says, uh, "Get them in the square." Somehow knowing exactly where they're going to go. Yeah, um, I mean, basically, um, as as Fletcher and Big Business leave um, later to his work, Fletcher tells Big Business um, to bring in Susan Chapel. Uh, like that's all. That's all he t- tells Big Business to do. Yeah, and Big yeah. Business uses his Big Business money to buy some police officers who yeah. basically the crew all rolls up in this square where there is a demonstration against El Presidente it seems yes. um, it's a pretty violent protest, yeah. the police are just beating people up left, right and centre um, Cody reckons there's going to be a, a, a sniper there uh, which yep. is why I've written stealth newspaper because he picks up like a broadsheet sized newspaper <laughs> and holds it against his face. He he basically yeah he holds it <laughs> up in front of his face in the most obvious way possible so that he physically can't see and it looks hilarious yes. on camera. <laughs> I don't think describing it does it justice. I'm it really wondering doesn't. maybe we can link in like the description of the pork like <laughs> a still because it is fucking hilarious. Um, but um, so they all arrive in the square. Uh, Cody uses the newspaper as cover, spots the sniper, tells Alligator to go deal with it. Yeah. Uh, Action Girl and Luisa are in a taxi. Chapel yeah. is in there with them. Gets out to view the protest because she's, you know, probably the only human in the entire bloody cast. <laughs> um, and then promptly gets picked up by floor police officers under the pay of big business and yes. kidnapped. Yep. Chapel gets taken, and upon seeing this, Cody is like, okay. Get to the sa- get to this safe house. Yeah, he's like everyone. Get to the safe house. Leave her. The Americans will sort her out. They actually care about her, not so much us. Yeah, which uh, just makes sense. Uh, anyway, this sniper phones uh, the sniper that phones later for orders because he's yeah. the, it's brainwashed guy from the dam earlier. Yep. So he won't take orders from Fletcher to shoot. And yep. by the time Lader has got back to him with the orders. Everyone's fucked off. He's the worst <laughs> sniper ever. And then Alligator just walks up behind him. Yeah. And the sniper goes, I guess you're not room service. <laughs> and Alligator goes, Well, you're not dumb then. <laughs> and the guy goes, well, Actually, what does the guy say? He, he says something like, um, Something along the lines of, I'm not here. Time, to- time, right. time for your next move or. or let's see what your next move is okay. and, and then Alligator's like you think this is in fucking chess and savagely beats the shit out of it yeah him. there's a legitimately awesome it's not even scene. close it's <laughs> just constant punching yep. and Alligator throws him into a wall a couple of times and then literally it, the, end, the end of it is just 
alligator sat on the guy in a corner and it's just th- thunk, thunk, punch, punch, like five punch, 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 punch. It's punch. amazing. It's brutal. <laughs> and then alligator stands up, picks up his gun and goes, checkmate, and then leaves. <laughs> it's brilliant. Great. <laughs> Best scene in the film. So, yeah, that was, that was legitimately <laughs> Alligator awesome. gets some brilliant lines. <laughs> um... Yeah, and and it's after this that the team then meets in in their safe in house. their safe house, which is just some bar run by some I don't know freelance operative yeah. or something. Everything's gone really green. The color correction in this scene was awful. Yeah, everything um, outside was really green. Really, really green. Um, and, and then Alleg- so alligator shows up last because he's busy beating the shit out of the yep. guy. Uh, knocks on the door three times. Like I don't I don't know if this is going to come up actually. Like that. Yep. Cody goes, I know that knock. He's knocking on a fucking glass door! You can see it's him! Can, ah, it's the safest safe house in the world. And I've never expected a, a, a room with all these glass doors and huge windows. I just say, what will we be doing wrong in our, all our video games? Well, next time we'll take cover in a goddamn conservatory. I mean, standing out in the centre of the tunnel was fine. Nobody important got shot. That's actually a very good point. <laughs> <laughs> And, and then they say, okay, so I do, they're, they're planning their move against Big Business and Lader because yeah. the the person running the bar tells them that Big Business has acquired Lader, basically. Yeah. Uh, and they go, she, we need to do something about this. Yep. Um, uh, I I don't know how they find out that everything is going to go down at the opera, but I, it was in the newspaper. It was in the stealth newspaper. Shit! He reached Shit. the line that the that the the, uh, the president. Uh, we are priest, pleased to celebrate the president's engagement right, with right, his right. attendance and the uh, fe- at the upcoming opera La Tosca. Right, right. Yeah, 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 in yeah, the yeah, newspaper. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yo, stealth newspaper has extra layers. That's a- oh, that's actually okay. I'm way on board with stealth Ooh, newspaper yeah, yeah, now. Yeah. Uh, the newspaper also, I believe, mentioned the ambassador was going to be there, which is what prompts Cody's next step, which is we need to go and have a chat with the new uh, Uruguayan ambassador. Yep. At and- which point, Action Girl says, "But Cody." What if they got to the ambassador first? And then there is a two-second-long shot slowly zooming in on Steven Seagal's face yep. as he does nothing. As he just looks screen right into the distance. <laughs> it's so bizarre! His face doesn't change. He's not looking at the camera. I, I... Nah, it's great. It's great. But Will... What about the ambassador? <laughs> it's spawned a running joke now. It's spawned that running joke. I will just turn to Will and say, but Will, what about the ambassador? And then put on a very serious face and abruptly turn to him. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's good stuff. It's so... Oh, it's just so odd. <laughs> I feel like they're meant to cut it like a second sooner. It's genuine. It drags. It's such a long shot of just his face. Yeah. Uh, it cuts back to, like, Big Business Lab now, I think. Uh, but yes. So basically, does anything important happen? What happens now is is the team is now uh, they're in a taxi. Uh, Cody's off to go meet with the ambassador, uh, and while they're in the taxi, Cody basically calls up Lader using the sniper's satellite phone, um, basically pretending to be the sniper asking for orders, and one of Lader's minions basically picks up the the phone at their end, and then is like. Later, it's for you. And then Later's like, no, hang up! Because basically, Cody is using it to track where the lab is. Be- yeah, because the the US then pick up that phone call on their satellite. 
from the boat and go, hang on, yep. what the fuck is this? Yeah. And then they notice that um, the compound has been marked uh, no surveillance, like it's off the grid by mm. Agent Fletcher. So the US government yes. are like, shit, that's suspicious as fuck. That sure is. Um, and yeah, so we also see Fletcher meeting with Susan in He in walks through the world's most prison. pointless metal detector. Yeah. It beeps, but no one cares. <clears throat> Basically, everyone walks through it with a gun and nobody <laughs> gives a shit. Yeah. And for some reason, Fletcher offers to to Susan so, that he'll keep her alive if she helps Leda? So basically, I think Fletcher wanted someone to keep an eye on Leda, and because Susan has been following his work, he mm. couldn't think of a better person. Yeah. Uh, Leda takes this very badly and feels like he's basically being asked to train his replacement. Yes, once they get back to HQ. At which point, he reveals that he has brainwashed several of big business goons yep. uh, and basically seizes control of the lab that he already had control of. Yeah, but with some more staff. You yeah, have he, guns. He he double crosses Fletcher. Yes, and captures both Fletcher and Susan, and puts them in the weird glass brainwashing cubes. Well, yeah. sorry, they're not brainwashing cubes. He was brainwashing people in the cubes. The cu- the cubes are just the cubes are just for storage. In. They're just storage cubes. Yes, they're just. <laughs> God damn it! Um, so that happens, and then uh, Cody meets with the new ambassador, uh, and then and then they tell him everything. Yeah, they tell him that Fletcher is dodgy, and and you you shouldn't be basically getting involved with him. And basically says, "I need to take your place at the opera." And you know th- this works out perfectly for them. Yeah, because of Cody's innate sense, innate sense to sense, innate ability to sense. I do a podcast. <laughs> I know English. Uh, He's good at words. Yes, uh, I do word good. His innate ability to sense whether people are evil or not. Uh, plays yes. out brilliantly because if the ambassador was a crony or brainwashed this completely fucking ruins everything <laughs> but it doesn't matter because this is a film and Cody is always right Cody is the single best operative we have sorry America <laughs> <laughs> so the ambassador goes yeah sure this is a great plan take my place sit next to a big business at the opera because that's where my assigned seating is hell yeah. even take my wife as your date to the opera yeah <laughs> the ambassador is really cool with this plan <laughs> And is also never seen again. He doesn't feature in the film from this point on. No. Well, Cody is now the ambassador. Yeah, that's very true. And he rocks up to the opera with the ambassador's wife. Um, uh, the scene before this with Dr. Brainwash ends yeah. with him saying, what's Cody going to do? Walk through the front oh, yeah. door. And that's exactly what fucking happens, which well, I thought was, was a nice touch. Yeah. Um, uh, so they arrive at the opera, immediately followed by El Presidente and his fiance. Yes, and they have some... who we've seen is brainwashed. Yes, uh, and she very gracefully accepts some flowers from a a, a little girl, and is definitely human. And mm-hmm. then she walks up three steps, turns to Cody, who says, "And a pleasure to meet you, Miss." And she ceases to be human and becomes a robot. Yep, and it's very odd. Co- Cody has brainwash detection powers. Yes, clearly it would seem that way. Um, and the ambassador uh, sorry everyone thinks Cody's the ambassador so they're not referring to him as Mr. Ambassador but the president says you know um, I hope we can work together hopefully you can help me influence big business on how to not be big business Mm. um, because you're sat next to him and then they part ways Uh, yes and we then meanwhile we we see the rest of the team who are in a cab yep get caught in what is Pretty, a pretty mediocre car chase. It's it's fine. Yeah. There's nothing particularly wrong with it. Yeah, but basically, basically the, the driver of their taxi is a bad guy. He's a I goon. think he's the actual goon who spotted them at the pit. I think so. Yeah. On on second watch, I was like, I mm. think they're the same person. I also agree. 
Um, um, but anyway, they they notice they're being tailed, and then they and kill the, the cab driver. And their taxi driver is just sort of letting them. Yeah. So they shoot the cab driver. Lewis drives it from the passenger seat. Yeah. And they get into all sorts of wacky mishaps until they crash into a watermelon cart. Yep. Uh, at which point, alligator gets out and just runs for the opera. Yeah. Uh, and an action girl goes, Lewis, are you all right? And Lewis is clearly unconscious. And she goes, <laughs> yep, and then leaves as well. No, he, he's, he's conscious, but he's a bit woozy because he's, he's, he's got a so wound. concussed. Yeah. He gets out of the car and starts wobbling around. Yeah. And then they all begin their own opera infiltration. Yes. So Koei gets in through the front door. Um, action girl... I'm calling her action girl because I don't think we actually know her name, by the way. Yeah, um, I have no idea. I, yeah, not a clue. <laughs> um, she She's wearing a fancy dress, uh, so she walks... Not in the. She climbs over a fence yeah, to get in the back in door the back entrance. Yeah. Uh, but because she's wearing a fancy dress, no one calls her out on it. Yep. Uh, but there and uh, alligator just scales a fucking wall and climbs in through a second floor window. Yeah. While holding an M16 yeah. or something. He's not in a fancy outfit, so he has to beat up a guy who asks him for his ticket. But well, he also gets in. Yep. Yeah, he beats up a guy. <laughs> the guy asks for his ticket, and alligator pulls out the gun and goes, "This is my fucking ticket," and then cocks him around the head with it. <laughs> um, action girl has to fight someone as well. She she strangles him with one of the. Uh, oh yeah. Like one of the ropes that the, the you know they lift stuff. the rigging. That's it. Yeah. You, like so, when she strangles him with it, it it causes a palm tree to appear on stage in the middle of the opera because yeah. it's like one of the scene change things. Uh, but Luis, who has concussed and is wearing a suit yeah. and is holding a handgun openly, just walks straight in. Yeah, His infiltration kind of... just involves him walking straight into the opera and running into no guards. Yeah. Why not? Which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> like, oh my god. Yeah. So, so while the team is infiltrating, uh, Cody takes his seat as the opera starts and he, he is sat next to Big Business. Uh, and as he sits down, we see he's sitting down in a set of crosshairs because there's a sniper on the other side of the of the room who's taking aim at big business using the shoulder of a random opera goer as a yeah stop. he just, just sets sets it down on the shoulder of of this and random tells her woman to be calm. I was yeah. like, oh, what, what odd choice. Yeah, that's there are so many ways that could go wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for one, you've put your gun past them. So if they wanted to do anything to you, it'd be quite easy, I imagine. Yeah. If if they were at all competent or even if they just freaked out, yeah. you'd have issues. Um but anyway, it works out perfectly. It works out the, fine. Well, I mean, it doesn't work out perfectly, but it works that particular bit works for him. Yeah. Um so Cody starts discussing with big business. He talks about later and how it's it's just he's bad news. All this brainwashing stuff. It's mm-hmm. it's no good. And at the like first time I was watching, I was like, he's being allowed to talk for a really fucking long time while this sniper just watches. Like mm. he the sniper has seen Cody yes. and is not shooting. Um, but it turns out that's not what the sniper's there for. It's not because who should ring big business but later. Exactly. Who has now seized control of basically the entire basement level, yep. uh, and is demanding uh, access to the company's accounts yes. uh, to pay himself lots of money, um, so that he can use that money to do more research and potentially. Uh, he mentions getting a new employer, uh, one who can provide better protection and out from under the thumb of Agent Fletcher, yep. and says to Big Business on the phone, "Look up, I've got a sniper there. Give me the codes." Basically, yeah, and. Um, Big Mr. starts giving him the code, and then halfway through, Cody just goes, excuse me, can I just have that phone? He just picks up the phone. phone 
and goes, hey, Leda, why has it always got to be about money? I'm, I'm real disappointed in you. And I love that not only is he disappointed in the arch villain, he's only disappointed because the villain is asking for money. <laughs> it's pretty fucking great. And on the other end of the phone, Leda is like, the fuck is going on? Uh, okay, abort plan. Yeah, this Hangs freaks up. him out. And says, okay, I don't need the money. Loads of people will pay for my skills. This is all fine. We just need to get out. Yep. Uh, at which point, uh, Fletcher is like, don't fucking leave me in this cage. And Dr... Chapel. Chapel, thank you. I was going to say Parish. I was almost there. <laughs> Dr. Chapel um, says, uh, call off the drones, uh, by which she means the brainwashed people yep. who are about to assassinate El Presidente. Yeah. Um like there's no point now you're not yeah, going to get your money there's no point and he utters this grind which I think is great no point it'll look great on my resume yeah and I was yeah, just that like, was that's, good. A, that's a pretty sick villain line I'm just going to yeah. kill a fuck ton of people just to prove that I can yeah for I'm, future I'm employees kill the president destabilise this this country because I can mm. it was a pretty good line yeah um, uh, at which point it cuts back to the opera and we see all the drones moving in position all the people yep. we saw in the lab earlier are there dressed up like waiters they've all got like silver dishes with drinks on but guns under them yep. and they start killing people like, yeah, so, behind so the Leda, scenes so Leda activates all the all the um, brainwashies right now mm. and shit goes down big old firefight I don't actually quite like this scene this particular yeah. opera bit was good all of the drones being activated and taking out their targets um, Alligator gets to the sniper that's watching Big Business and Cody and yep. takes him out with a silenced gun Yes, uh, in the middle of all this chaos. Um, concussed Luis walks onto the main opera stage <laughs> and spots uh, a drone on like the top left-hand corner yep. and just blind fires a gun, at which point everyone in the opera starts fucking panicking. Yep. Uh, El Presidente's fiance activates, but Action Girl swings down on a on a yeah like from a the floor big old from like the mezzanine above. She grabs yeah. like some sort of banner, yeah. I guess, and swings down. K- two foot kicks yeah. the president's fiance. Yeah, um, and, and and then a bunch of Secret Service guys just point guns at her, and, and she just sheepishly we, smiles. Yeah, we cut away from her. Yeah, but presumably everything's fine because the president just watched she, his fiance yes, pull a gun, a gun on him. She shows up at the end as well. Yeah, yeah, she does. She, she does. She, she definitely lives. Yes, um, but for now, that's the last we see of her. Yeah. Um, uh, alligator gets killed ultimately mm. in in this. He gets shot. And shot falls. falls from the like a top level box where yep. the sniper was, all the way into the crowd below. It's a very sad, poor alligator. It is. It is. As the as the scene closes, we get a very emotional shot of Allig- of uh, Cody looking down at alligator as some petals fall down. Yes. Um, yeah. That's... Just well, well. Firstly, Cody kills a guy that was two rows behind Big Business because yes. that was a drone, and then another drone breaks in and Cody kills him yep and then uh, Alligator falls and dies yep and then Cody says to Big Business we're going to walk out of here uh, just like we're real good friends and then it cuts to Alligator's death and the petals and I was just like yeah. you fucking hamming it up now what is this <laughs> what the fuck is this um yeah and yeah we're down to like our core heroes now you'll note that the only people left are the ones that we've said already survive till the end of the film. Yeah, and and Co- yeah, Cody and Big Business they leave in Big Business's car, and uh, they go to his lab, uh, or Lader, the building that Lader's lab is in. Yeah, they will they will ultimately get there. Um, we we come back to Lader as he's leaving, and Fletcher is like something like, "Oh, you can't just leave me in here." And Lader decides, "Oh, I'm not just going to leave you," and I'm just and he 
gets his lab as he leaves he gets his lab assistants to basically put Fletcher in the brainwashing machine at maximum settings yeah to, to rather than brainwash him he's just going to fry his brain yeah um, and as as he's getting fried he manages to grab a gun out of one of the one of the people's I think it was his own gun was it? I don't okay. think they bothered to disarm him yeah well he grabs a gun anyway and we see him shoot the crotch of one of them and then we cut away from that mm. presumably he fights his way out mm-hmm. um, I can't remember what happens to to Dr. Chapel. I think she's already been removed from the room I'm not sure either I, I'm not sure if anything actually happened because she's definitely not in it when they come back to it very soon yeah. so I think she's already removed but I don't remember what happens to her she no she, yeah I there's a no, shot no she, she escapes no, she's, the helicopter she's... crashes, and, and then then she the... fights some guys and yeah. escapes. In the chaos of their, so basically their escape causes lots of chaos, yes. and they use that chaos to escape. Yes, which doesn't quite make any sense. <laughs> I know, but I'm pretty sure she escapes of her own volition. I, I think she's, no, I think she's being taken. I think uh, for some reason, I think Later is taking her with him, or oh because... yes, no, you're right. She yeah. ta- he takes her out of the cage and tries to bring her with him. Yeah. So and then and then this is where we we get to later. He's about to get in his chopper when Cody drives up in Big Business's car. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, they stare at each other for a while, like for like five With, seconds. Uh, both the car is stopped. Yeah. He stops the car <laughs> to stare at later. Um, but anyway, the chopper starts to go up, and Cody drives forward, rams into the bottom of the chopper, bringing it down. Mm. Yeah, the chopper goes absolutely fucking haywire. Yeah, and and there's like a, a five to six second long, really gratuitous shot of this chopper just tearing itself and the front portion of the building apart. Yep, uh, and it's at this point that Chapel escapes. She's like being escorted by like these two these two guards, Goons. and she just she just beats him up and then gets out. Yes, uh, and Cody, after driving through the bottom of the chopper, then just drives through the front of the building mm-hmm. and tells Big Business to get out the fu- uh, out the fucking car. Yeah, Big Business gets out the car and a goon points a gun at him and he's like no I pay your wages and then he gets shot presumably because Leda has brainwashed every fucking goon in the <laughs> building now he's brainwashed um, the whole world he's doing a real good job um, he's an industrious villain I'll give him that yeah um, uh, Leda has also escaped from the down chopper he's he's gone down gone into the elevator to yeah, go to back, back to the lab down to his basement lab for some that's that's a stupid plan because there's clearly no other way into, into or out of the lab mm. but anyway that's what he does um, and when he gets down there, uh, Fletcher Fletcher, Fletcher has freed himself. He's alive with bloodshot eyes. And what I thought was a cool little thing, he doesn't blink for this entire scene. Oh, I didn't notice that. Oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah, so he's just like putting him in the machine and having his eyes wedged open has, has fucked him up. Yeah, he's clearly a little worse for wear. Um, but he he basically he kills uh he f- later. So- the elevator comes down to like a little balcony area yep. that's above the actual lab because the cages are stacked pretty high to put the people in and Fletcher throws Leda over this balcony and he happens to land head first in the brainwashing machine <laughs> and then the machine sort of spazzes out catches fire and the whole room explodes yes yeah, but Fletcher is still alive Fletcher, Fletcher is alive he's safe up on the balcony mm. and, and he's now trying to get the elevator yes, to work. Yes, he's trying to get the elevator to... to I was going to say come back down, but it's yeah. down there with him, so I don't know. But anyway, but anyway, he can't, yes. because up top, Cody's... Well, at the same time, he's been having a fight with this big black guy. For some reason, well, it's super okay, dramatic. So, so when 
uh, when Big Business gets out the car and gets shot, Cody uses his distraction to shoot all the goons. Yep. And then he goes to the he goes through the uh, he goes through the most pointless metal detector in the world, which bings because he's got a gun. Yes. Uh, and then he shoots some people with a shotgun, and then out of the elevator comes this dramatically posed, like bursting out of his own suit <laughs> henchman. Yeah. And Cody throws his shotgun away, and they get in a fist fight. And I was like, but this guy's. It's like Jaws from Bond, but with no build. <laughs> it's like this is the ultra henchman, but we've never seen the fucker before. Yeah, and there's and like dramatic music. Of, he's also just come out of a lift that we've just seen go down, <laughs> and have no one there. Yeah, I mean, it could could have been from a different floor, but yeah, I guess there's probably floors in between the secret basement lab and the ground floor entrance. But but still, it, it's very odd because <laughs> it's odd for two reasons because one this henchman's have no intro but two Cody throws away a gun fights him a bit and then just gets out a different gun and kills him with that anyway yeah and then uses his hand to activate the biometric lift and goes down to the lower level where Fletcher has just killed Dr. Brainwash yes and because of the timing of it the lift's up at the top Fletcher can't activate it and he's trying to activate it and then when the lift opens Cody's there and Fletcher's uh -oh. just like oh shit oh shit and then Cody kicks him Sparta kicks him Sparta kicks him he flies twenty feet, twenty feet back into. It's very clearly the room. on like a harness wire or something. It looks really yeah, yeah, dumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he flies back and he falls onto the body of Leda, and he gets impaled by Leda's cane somehow. Yeah, which has a really bulbous. Yeah, it's got top. like a, it's got a really ornate head, but it's like one of those weird jade dragons, but made of silver, so it's mm. really quite like round. And he yeah. somehow impales himself through it. Never mind. Like, it must have been impaled through later as well, I suppose. <laughs> but it's a really odd death, but they die hugging, which is really cute. Yeah, but the, a, a weird amount of significance is put on the cane in the shot, considering the cane has had no symbolic significance in the story at all. No, it, it's just a cane. He, like Lady he, uses it all film, but it's just a cane. Like, we, we got a shot of it right at the start before we saw Leda's face to be like, ooh, who is this mysterious gentleman? Yes. And then we see it now suddenly as if it's important. I mean, we see it a couple of times in between. It does show mm. up with him, but it, yeah, it's not It doesn't. It's not some sort of secret mind control rod. <laughs> it's not the source of his scientific powers. Neither is it some big um, like ideological symbol in the film. Mm. Um, but in any case... They cut straight from the, de the double deaths to... Really jaunty music and buy a pool. Hooray! The day is saved. Yes, we we see all the survivors. So it's Cody, Action Girl, Luis, and Doctor Chapel. Yep. Along with a large number of random women. Yes, they're they're clearly just one. I think it, I think earnings. genuinely it's one one woman each. <laughs> um, I'm not going to assume the sexual preference of the two women well, in the of scene. Not, of course not. Um, but yeah, they're all having a nice celebration, and yeah. uh, they share a drink in honor of everyone that died. Indeed. Um, and then, finally, our final shot of the film, we zoom in slowly on Susan as she's kind of looking into the distance, and we see in her, in her eyes some satanic flashbacks as we see that she has been brainwashed as well. And that's our stinger that we end the film on. Yeah, it just goes to credits. There's no sequel. Well, no, it just goes to credits. And also guy controlling the brainwashed people is dead yes so that's very not a true. problem so either no way to activate him oh well but yeah that that's, yes, that's that's submerged the film featuring 17 minutes of submarine yeah and a whole <laughs> lot of steven seagal yes oh boy so i so. mean we definitely enjoyed it oh boy did we but mainly as a comedy <laughs> <laughs> definitely not as an action film oh man it's this this 
might be my favorite so bad it's good film now really it might be better than like the man with the iron fist man with the iron fists has a special place in my heart even but i still despise it and don't enjoy watching (laughs) this i do enjoy watching because it's so stupid it is completely stupid one word review Stupid. Stupid. With the best emphasis we can muster with our fantastic home home county accents. Stupid. There we go. That's our review for you. <clears throat> uh I mean having said that, I think we would actually recommend people watch this. Fuck one. yeah, watch this film. Don't pay money for it. Well, what, no, no. We paid what, like fifty P from CEX? I think so. Yeah, there you go. Definitely worth fifty P. Worth every penny. <laughs> um but Yes, do yourselves a favour. Find some friends, have some drinks, watch this film. Yeah, it'll work. Um, yeah, get some pizza. It'll it'll be a good night. Um, we can we can. Oh, no, actually, let's not promise that. Well, yeah. No, 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 but no. we would recommend it. Yes, this and get, this gets the the terrible movie connoisseur's official recommendation of being a terrible movie that is so terrible it's great. Yeah, I think. Is that the first film we've done that we could actually that we've say actually, that? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I'm hoping we find a few more. Maybe one, one of four is a pretty good ratio, this I think. Not bad, not bad. Yes. Um, so, I mean, last episode I said maybe next time we'll try a blockbuster. Yeah, but then uh, we but just we, watched this for fun. Y- yeah, really, like, and we, we thought we have yeah. to do this. So maybe next episode we'll do a blockbuster. Maybe um, we shall. When I'll find one. When I, I find one. We've got, we've got some we can do. We've got some lined up. Wonderful. There you go. There's, there's a very specific one that you will absolutely hate going through. Don't make me do it. But 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 don't, we'll, don't make we'll, me do it. We'll keep the audience in suspense for that one. Any audience member that knows me probably. Will <laughs> um, Fuck but you, Mama Lama. There are also plenty of other candidates. That's very true. Um, so with that, we will bid you adieu. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think I have any further closing thoughts. Uh, no, I barely have thoughts of any kind. So, all right, grand, now. grand. Uh, well, yes, thank you for the listen. Uh, if you need, to, if you want to get into in contact with us, we got an email. That's terribleMovieConnoisseurs at gmail dot com. Uh, if you want to leave us a review on iTunes, that's always a nice thing to have. Uh, as long as you say nice things. Um, and uh, shh, don't think there's any any other admin mm, bits. Know, thank you for listening. Basically. Thank you for listening. Uh, see you next time. Bye. Cheery, bye. Music used in this podcast is a track by Latche Swing, available from freemusicarchive.org, and is used under a non-commercial Creative Commons license.